Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know all that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? It's not too late to cancel the rest of the season. Welcome to a Big Dick Nick edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host, Eagles fan, Daniel Hardigan. And I don't know what was worse, the Eagles game last week or the debate the other night, uh, but we will get to that. Uh, With us, as always, is Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, do you have any jizz left in your body after that Monday night game? That was incredible. Uh, I think... All the jizz got sucked back in by watching Trump for an hour and a half. But sure. uh, then I found out the great news that Patrick Mahomes is having a baby. Congratulations, Pat, if you're listening. I'm sure you are. Also, as always, we got Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, why did you give the Titans COVID? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about how I'm happy for Patrick Mahomes and his <laughs> fertility. <laughs> Uh, and joining us today, we have a very funny writer and comedian, Giants fan, Sean O'Connor. Thanks for doing what the show. I, Welcome to the program. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be on such like, I think the most important week ever. You had the first COVID test and Pat Mahomes is going to have a baby, which is, is great. His grandfather, former New York Met, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Lo- love him dearly. That's right. Hell yeah, this is Sweeps Week. This is Podcast Sweeps Week. (laughs) Uh, Sean, (laughs) can we get just a quick pulse onto what uh, Giants Nation is feeling these days? I know it's tough right now, but just a a quick encapsulation if you have one. Uh, Honestly, uh, here's the the thing that's going to always happen. Giant fans do not handle losing well uh, because, like, the Giant fans are usually Yankee fans, so, like, they're just used to being rewarded for being alive. Uh, so, <laughs> so at this point, like, it, uh, like the, the start, everyone's out already. We're not even paying attention. Like, what, as soon as uh, Saquon went down, we're done. We're done. I, it's our, it, we're counting the days to next season. We're watch. I'm watching – playoff baseball i care about that far more than the new york giants yeah you know i I had asked this off pod but it is an interesting question because so many different important sports are going on right now you've got the nba playoff the nba finals baseball playoffs has started and week four of football which is equally as important to us at least i think than any other sport but if all three were on at the same time which would you go for all right. Well, if it was the New York New York Mets are number one on my power ranking of anything, like I would do that over my child's communion, over uh, like any f- familial commitments. But they're never in the playoffs, so I never have to really worry about that. So I'm going NBA Finals because uh, I'm just so interested in uh, Miami Heat this season. 
So I'm going that over week four of football. Uh, because, you know, week three didn't give me thrills. Uh, okay, let's let's get into uh, let's get into the show. We start every uh, week by talking about what we hated about watching football this week. Uh, Danny, you want to kick us off? Sure. Yeah, uh, I think this one's pretty easy. It was such a great week in football. Obviously, America is doomed, but uh, I did find one thing that I really didn't like because the football was fun, the ads obviously annoying, and I was really dismayed by the quality of the NFL voting ads. I, especially, you know, the one that like where Laramie Tunsil comes on and he's like, Hey, Deshaun, I'm only going to block 60% of the time. What do you think about that shit? And then Deshaun Watson's like, Oh yeah, well I'm only going to complete 60% of my passes, which I think he's doing anyway. And then like, <laughs> comes on and he's like, I'm, I'm cool. I'm only going to coach to win 60% of the games anyway. And it's just like this whole thing about how only 60% of the country votes, the whole commercial was shot pandemic style it looks like the video that you send when you don't want to get on a friend's live birthday zoom so you just kind of tape something in your house uh it, it <laughs> felt like how the owners feel about having to help more young black men vote that's really how it felt and we know the nba the nfl can make good shit even in a pandemic i mean they did hard knocks the Killers concert was real sweet. <coughs> they did 16 all new, waiting all day for Sunday night. Like They've got the skills to do this. 95% of the NFL stadiums are completely empty most of the week, but we can only shoot in Pete Carroll's backyard. These people own the fucking Blue Angels. <laughs> and instead of acting, instead of like asking football players to act, you could literally get any celebrity, except for maybe Garth Brooks and Antonio Sabato Jr. But everybody else is available. Like, get Shia LaBeouf. If you saw yeah. his performance as Spicoli in the Fast Times fundraiser live read, you know he'll take it really seriously. So, and Rob, Rob Lowe's an established fan of just the NFL in general. He loves the NFL. He's available. He's sitting there waiting for the call. So instead of doing any of those things, they just slapped something together over a weekend. And now Stacey Abrams has way more heavy lifting to do. And it just, it's sad. It sucks. Uh, unconnected to that, I'm over the uh, ukulele playing in the back of the Chick-fil-A ads. Uh, I hear it like <laughs> four or five hours a day, and it's starting to creep into the rest of my life uh, in ways that I don't like. And I won't elaborate. <laughs> uh, I guess just to, to stick on the ads, the thing that I hated this week was that a second Bill Belichick Subway commercial debuted this past Sunday. And I know we've all seen the first one. Bill has a run-in with a guy who somehow, simply by seeing Bill Belichick, apologizes that he's not eating a Subway sandwich. In the second commercial, we find Bill sitting on a park bench by himself eating a sandwich, no expression, no joy. And if you really study these commercials like, I, like I'm doing, there's a real sadness going on to what we think Bill Belichick's life outside of football looks like. He's alone. All he eats is Subway. He's never having fun. I don't know. It's a, it's somewhat relatable, but I'm also missing the joke here. Is it just that he exists? He doesn't yeah. say anything. It's just Bill Belichick exists. Yeah, I think you're supposed. What you're supposed to take away from this is this is an authentic Bill Belichick experience. Like if he's not coaching football, he is sitting quiet, 
eating Subway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it makes perfect sense because, like, Bill Belichick is, like, the archetypal, like, uh, deadbeat dad. Like, like divorced dad. Even though he's married, like, happily, happily married. I did the quote with finger thing. <laughs> you... You really buy, you really buy that he only eats Subway sandwich and he doesn't talk to anyone. He reminds me of my dad. Uh, and like, <laughs> I, I, I like, I like the the one commercial where he cuts the guy's suit arms off. I think that's was, funny. Yeah. And, yeah, that is. And like, I guarantee it, it took like eight weeks to talk Bill Belichick into agreeing to that script. I think it would be even harder for Subway to talk him into putting any toppings on the sandwich i think he wanted just plain turkey on bread oh you think he raw dogs it i i think there's no way that guy enjoys a a spectrum of flavor in his food (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know bill belichick had big shoes to fill you know they had one of the top top spokesmen in the game he had to replace jared fogel and i think they went with somebody america kind of already hated so it's just like, it's an easy way to slip in Belichick. He actually commented on the campaign. He said, it was fun and everybody loves sandwiches. So hopefully they'll be okay with it. That, that comparison to Jared Fogle actually reminds me of the debate because in this situation, Jared was just such a fucking train wreck that it makes Bill Belichick look likable by comparison, which is exactly what happened with Joe and Trump. I, well, I think, yeah, no, I think you're completely right because Bill Belichick, like, I could look at him and I'm like, he's not a pedophile. I don't think he jerks off at all. Yeah. <laughs> and that's at least safer. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he comes one time a year and it's like at the end of the football season oh, after, yeah. they've won it, after they've won the Super Bowl, he just releases in his pants when he gets back to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. They need to at least go to the AFC Championship game for him to even take his dick out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even just to pee he's, he pisses his pants pee. all years and less <laughs> yeah. he has a system uh, Jamel what did you hate about watching football this week uh, I actually didn't hate anything about the sport of football I hated some football commentary I feel like it's been a while since we brought up Stephen A. Smith on this show and I him in general I'm cool with And I understand the effort that you're trying to give now. ESPN comes to you with $10 million and they just tell you, hey, do everything. And you feel like you got to put the team on your back. But this cowboy hat voice shit absolutely has to stop. I watched Stephen A. Smith talk with a cowboy voice for an entire first take segment. He brought up a point. He responded to a debater Point, counterpoint, both is the cowboy hat. It's too much. You have to relax. No one likes it. I hate the cowboys. I hate the voice more. Give it a rest. Uh, Sean, what did you hate about the NFL this week or watching football? I'm going to stick with uh, whoever. I, I don't know I can't, or I can't remember. I did not take note of this but whoever was do, who was calling uh the game the buffalo bills game i was so angry at the ad nauseum uh talking about josh allen's height and weight and they they repeatedly said for the first two quarters 
Josh Allen is six foot five, two forty, which isn't even that impressive to me. As a professional wrestling fan, I've experienced much much taller people, much heavier people. Even as a basketball fan, like six five, two forty, LeBron would shit down that guy's throat. Like LeBron's like <laughs> fuck you, Josh Allen. You're a fucking dork. Maybe you're a giant in Buffalo, but that's like the equivalent of being like the tallest guy in Italy. <laughs> Basically meaningless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was just, it was it was so it was yeah, like it's it's just not an impressive thing to say. And like it's that like how bland are you where you just have to keep going back to he's six foot five, two forty. It's like, yeah, he looks that way. He was very slow. Well, just a general thing too about how announcers really just just get dripping wet talking about these players' bodies quite a bit. I mean it's, and, it's an unnerving and some thing. Of the player- some of the players, it's worth getting dripping wet over. But Josh, <laughs> Josh Allen looks like an extra on This Is Us. Like he looks, he's fucking nothing. Maybe, all, maybe all these dudes are on like Bumble. Maybe all the announcer guys are like on Bumble, and they're just all they think about is height and weight. <laughs> or they work at like a goddamn carnival. They might just be carnival employees. I don't know what they do in their off seasons. All right, let's get into um, what we all watched the other night, the debate. Um, You know, it was a tough 90 minutes. That was uh, a shit show. And, you know, to loop that into our NFL watching experience, we wanted to kind of pick the two figures in the NFL who, if you pitted against each other, would be the most like a Biden-Trump debate. Um, Danny, we were talking about this. Do you have a, a comparison, and uh, do you want to clarify what I'm talking about here? I do. Well, Sean actually gave me the perfect segue because I think your Biden stand-in for in the NFL is definitely Josh Allen. I think that's he represents Biden to me, especially this season. You know, he wasn't the Bills' first choice. They probably wanted Baker or Darnold, but they got him, and they're dealing with it. And he's been fine this whole time. And lately he's actually been pretty good. And there's still that thing, especially during the debate, pretty much every time during the debate, but there's that thing where Josh Allen will throw the ball. And before the camera can pan to see if anybody's there, you expect the worst. You think something bad is going to happen, but then you you're pleasantly surprised this year. Josh Allen is completing passes. And this year, Joe Biden, every few questions he's asked says something that is borderline pretty damn good i mean he he had a good voting answer he said something i believe about how uh black lives matter or at least adjacent to that he 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 implied it yeah he said said there are black lives there are we don't count that there's no debate there well actually there is from trump (laughs) who doesn't seem to care about that issue at all and made it pretty clear when he didn't denounce white supremacy. Well, and Trump to me is, is the perfect Kirk Cousins, I think. Um, you know, there was instant buyer's remorse after the election and there was instant buyer's remorse after Kirk's $80 million contract. But the Vikings fans, because they had to, convinced themselves they were all in and that he could do no wrong and that he was a great quarterback, that he was elite that he was at the top of his game and he was doing fine through last season, even beating the saints in the playoffs. Like 
you know, that's like how Trump was doing in the economy. And then it just all cratered because he never had it to begin with. And, you know, even though we, the rest of us all saw, a, you know, a pandemic denying loudmouth piece of shit in both cases, after three years of blowing it in big spots, the wheels are finally coming off for everyone. And it feels like it's finally about to end. It feels like Kirk is about to leave the Vikings after this season and probably be the backup in Baltimore or somewhere, you know, just some place where we'll never see or hear from him again. And he's not taking it well. He's obviously very upset and he's going to try to take the entire team down with him. And, uh, you know, own three start. That's that's enough to even get Laura Ingram to turn on you. I'm just going to throw mine out here real quick. Uh, I was going to go with the Chargers team doctor who punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung versus Will Smith in concussion because they probably have some, you know, differing opinions on medicine. Okay, we're not going to do that one. Seriously, my debate matchup would be Deshaun Jackson versus John Madden because Deshaun is seemingly unaware that Hitler and his associates were are generally considered bad, just like Donald Trump is entirely unable to denounce white supremacy when asked about it point blankly. And to the, to the Trump bootlickers, I know a lot of you guys listen to this podcast. I hear you. He's denounced it plenty of times in the past. That's what I keep seeing you say. But just like Deshaun Jackson has learned, all it really takes is that one time for you to say Hitler's awesome. And that kind of rubs people the wrong way. People kind of tend to latch on to the part where you love this guy. Versus the other times you were like, ah, he's not my favorite. And then you John can't Madden. You really say it like that. You can't even say yeah, he's can. not my favorite. You have to be strongly against Hitler, I think. And then John Madden, you know, just oldest person in the world. He refuses to denounce violent left-wing I-formation teams like New England and Cleveland. He wants Turduckins to have their own bathrooms. He's a bit out of touch. But him and Deshaun, I think, uh, you know, th- those guys wouldn't respect each other in a debate just like the real debates that we have. Jamel, <laughs> do you have a matchup? We're just going we're just going to glance over that whole turducken thing, huh? You know, we're not going to laugh. Okay, fine. Hey, look. I'm here for the sake of time. Uh my comparison is kind of more on the actual debate itself. It was just a lot of just like nonsensical yammering back and forth that didn't really make sense. I could really only watch like 18 minutes and what you know what I'm saying and then I put the WNBA game back on but what I caught it kind of, I imagine it would be like if Cortland Finnegan and Antonio Brown were like matched up against each other they're like just running routes against each other in an empty stadium and they're mic'd up they're still debating like debate <laughs> points while, like running the, bro, while running routes, and they're just like screaming at you, get off me, get off me, he's off me. I'm going to make insulin less than water. <laughs> <laughs> and like, nobody... There is this false equivalence, though, that I just it has to be addressed because Cortland Finnegan, he may have lost a step and he may not be, you know, <laughs> he, may, he may get a little heated during the game, but Antonio Brown's a legit psychopath who should not be president. Is Chris Wallace refereeing this one-on-one matchup in an empty stadium? Yes, he's still he's seated. He's a seated referee. <laughs> the idea of a referee I, in a chair think, for some reason—that's awesome. <laughs> I think that's an important thing to to mention about all all athletes have the have the ability to be both a Biden or a Trump, or like they all have, I mean, the ability to be Trump. They all 
they're all rich enough to be uh, evil, and then they're also dumb enough to be evil as well. <laughs> That's very true. Ezekiel Elliott, technically harmless, but he <laughs> might have killed 400 people in Fort Worth on accident yeah. just because he threw a party. <laughs> Uh, perfect. My, my debate is, uh, CTE versus an ACL, MCL injury. Now, CTE, <laughs> is, CTE is certainly Trump because it will have, it has a lasting effect on, uh, a person or a nation. Uh, it, it will, like, who knows? Like, we could vote him out, but 20 years from now, we're still going to be dealing with the fact that uh, we once elected this man. Well, an ACL-MCL injury, you know, you don't want it, but you can still come back a little bit strong. Like, you're, you're not, you're not going to, like, it's, it's you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I had to choose between the two, uh, I, think, I think I'm going to go ACL-MCL because... That means, like, when I'm 60, I don't shoot myself in the heart so someone studies my brain. You know? (laughs) Yeah, you can't rehab that. Yeah, and it's perfect because ACL injuries used to end careers. Like, Biden voted for, like, what, the three-strike policy or some shit back in the day? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who are in prison forever because of, like, a dime of weed because of Biden. But now... Yeah, now it's like, yeah, that's a, that's better than like the Nazi party coming back, I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I think they're both very bad, but if you had to choose, you're gonna go ACL Sean, thanks for stopping by and doing the show. Really appreciate it. Oh, no um, problem. Thank you for having me. And I and I'm sorry uh Joe Judge is gonna be in your life for a few more years. Yeah, probably like one more. I, you know what? Like, here's the thing: the the New York Giants are the only team I've ever rooted for that have won, and they've won a, a, a couple times in my life, and uh, that's great. I, I now know what it's like to win, but like once you win, you don't care anymore. So I'm all about the the chase and the dragon of other sports. I want a Nets championship in the NBA. I want a Mets championship in the MLB. That's all I want. Well, there's no debate on where the best place to bet online is. Is there, Jamal? Absolutely not, Danielle. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here, and the WNBA Finals. They ain't right that, but I added it. And the MLB playoffs are in full swang. You might now be at a game that you might not be at a game this year they have a typo in the copy you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses bet online your online sportsbook experts. We're at week four, and we're still getting bad Thursday night football games. This Thursday, 520, Broncos at Jets. It's a one-sentence game. Uh, if you're a Jets fan, you're rooting for the season to be canceled, right? 
Absolutely. You see, you've seen an opening and you're hoping everybody walks through it. I'm, I'm just going to throw out my one sentence and that is, thank God I can't watch this. It's not anywhere available. It's not on Amazon streaming. I don't think Twitter's got it. I don't th- you got to get the NFL network, but it's not available on Sunday ticket. There's no way to watch this. And that is a good thing. I agree, Danny. That's my sentence. Uh, I got the Broncos in that game. You guys like? Bronx. Noah Fant is at least a viable fantasy option. We got a new starting quarterback for Denver. His name is Brett Ripien, starting his first game ever. I think third string QBs starting their first game might be at a disadvantage, and I'm I'm going nuts. Give me the Jets. Whoa. I mean, they do have to win one game this year. Do they? That's disgusting. All right, let's just move on. Sunday, 10 a.m. We got Ravens at team. Uh, the team is hosting the Baltimore Ravens. Jamel, are you ready to feel the wrath of Lamar Jackson? Oh, dude, he is about to run roughshod on us. And it ain't even him. They're just going to get so many extra possessions because Dwayne Haskins does not know how to play quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all saw Monday night, the reigning MVP. He had a tough night. I think he's going to bounce back against you guys. But it's an uphill battle now for the Ravens in that number one seed. Remember, there's only one team that's going to get the bye week in each conference now. So they're going to have to, to somehow gain two games on the Chiefs. Obviously, this is not a game we expect them to lose. But the Chiefs, or excuse me, the Ravens' uh, quest for another number one seed took a huge blow on Monday. And I'm not sure that they're going to get that bye. Oh, oh I'm so sorry for them. <laughs> uh, Danny, who you like in this game? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think the team has some pluck. I think they got a, you know, a little a defensive line that actually works in some instances in the game. But Ron Rivera just throwing his his entire the last months potentially of this man's life dedicated to Dwayne Haskins being your starter. I just, I don't understand. Live a little, man. You know, at least, I'm not, I, I shouldn't have said that. Ron Rivera is a healthy man. He's going to get through this totally fine. He, he's the spirit of new, the new Washington team going forward. But you can't stake your entire reputation on Dwayne Haskins the way he's been playing. When you got Alex Smith fighting the good fight on the bench, the man can stand, he can walk, he can do it all with that leg. Let him show it to you, Washington. You only named two leg functions there, Danny, but fine. I'm good with that. Here's How about this? This is what I want. Until Dwayne Haskins learns how to re- look off a safety, he doesn't get to wear gold chains and photos anymore. No more chains until you figure out how to look off a DB, young man. I'm going... With the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens here. Come on. Yeah, I think we all like the Ravens in this game. All right. Uh, Steelers at Titans. Uh, is this game even going to happen? We have the Titans not practicing. They're not at their facilities. Um, it seems like they have multiple members of the team who have COVID. What the fuck? So I'm sorry, Jamel. You guys are off to a great start, and the Teen Titans might not play. 
how what I I am the cursed one. Everything I touch turns to boo boo. <laughs> I think I, it's you know it's a real capitalist uh, philosophy that the NFL is putting on these COVID tests because they said like, look, Titans, we're trying to play this game, but. If you guys have a big outbreak, if a bunch of your dudes can't play, or if we just haven't figured out if everything's cool until the last minute and you can't even do a walkthrough until Saturday and that's all the practice that you get all week because you can't be in the facility and you have to walk out on that field and play on Sunday morning, fuck you. You're doing it anyway. So (laughs) that is their stance. That is not good for the Titans, even if they are mostly healthy. They're going to have to go out there with less practice than usual. I bet Cortland Finnegan gave it to all of them. Somehow Cortland Finnegan got into their team bubble. No, licked you know, everything. And now they're going to put these poor Steelers players at risk. And, you know, Big Ben, he's in the upper percentile. He's not one of the young guys, so he could actually die from this thing. This uh, is a game between two 3-0 and teams. Um, and it's the first test the Steelers have had. I mean, I know the Texans kind of had to throw everything they had, but the, the teams the Steelers have beaten so far this season combined 0-9 record. So, you know, obviously they can't totally control that. You can only play the teams that are ahead of you. But, you know, I do still like the Steelers team. It feels like they can beat you in a, in a ton of ways. They have a great running game. They have the really good receivers, a proven quarterback, nasty defense. But this is their first real test in multiple yeah. ways. I mean, the the Steelers have been walking through raindrops with the schedule so far, and now they're getting another gimme with the Titans on maybe a half a day's practice and, you know, possibly sick as fuck. I mean, that's the only way they're, the Titans are going to win this game, I think, because they were already at a disadvantage not being as good, I think, as the Steelers. Uh, maybe they scare the Steelers team into not wanting to tackle them. And that's the only way they, they eke out a victory here. I'm going this Steelers. Is going to be the, I'm going Steelers as well. And this is going to be the first week where that actually is in play. Uh, gotta say Titans teen Titans for life. Even though this game is definitely not happening. It definitely is happening. Just like Danny said, Goodell does not give a shit. They could put the replacements out there. Keanu Reeves might play quarterback for the Titans. this week. <laughs> And I still got us. We still getting a dub. As long as Derrick Henry don't got it, we good. All right. Chargers at Bucks. Um, I think the Bucks are starting to find a little bit of a rhythm. But it still feels like Brady is making the team worse. I feel like if Jameis was the quarterback, he'd still this team would still be 2-1, and one, possibly 3-0. and oh. It did feel like Gronk was more of a factor this last game, though. So he might get going pretty soon. Danny... You watch the Chargers give your team a scare, and then last week lose to the Panthers. Do they stand any chance? Is this a what? What do you make of the Chargers? The Chargers just lost Chris Harris uh, for onto IR for at least three weeks, but I think it's going to be somewhere more like two months. And that was the last good player. I think they did not get hurt on their defense. That's not Joey Bosa because uh, Melvin Ingram's out. And you still got Derwin James on the shelf for the year. And they played like shit against everybody except us on defense. Uh, I mean, I guess you got to, you know, the Joe Burrow game was close, whatever. But it was Joe Burrow. And he only really plays bad teams to a draw, as we've learned. So whatever. My point is the Chargers 
can only get up for one game, and that's us when they're at home. And they did that, still lost. They're, they might go 0-16 if they get the chance. Uh, well, they won the first game. 0-14 for the rest of the season. Okay. Um, I don't know. Is this Bucks team even interesting anymore? The whole offseason, this was the big intrigue. Now they've kind of just settled into being a boring-ass Tom Brady-led team. I, I'm not as excited for this game as maybe I once would have been. I don't know. The Bucks just kind of not appealing. They're not. They're, they're, they're exactly what the Patriots were in Tampa Bay now. Tom Brady brought his boring to a fun situation when Jameis was in charge. Things were kooky and wild, and you could throw 30 TDs in crazy fashion, but you can also throw even more nuts, 30 interceptions. And that was the fun of Tampa Bay last season. You take Jameis out, you put Tom Brady in, and it's a fucking snooze fest. Man, y'all only saying that because you guys aren't Bucks fans. If you're a Bucks fan, you're so fucking happy that something calm is happening. It's not just, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, we just... We just have drives that aren't always a disaster? For the, for the people who live in southern Florida, in the Tampa area, who've dealt with nothing but turmoil and frustration and insanity their whole lives, just from living there, hurricane, you got hurricanes, you got the crocodile, that sh- crazy drug that fucks people up that was originally from Russia and, and emigrated over to Florida. You got tons of different crimes, babies getting thrown in dumpsters, uh, everything. Gronk Beach. Everything happening in that one area and the calm center of the universe shows up. I'm sure that is appealing. But to the rest of us, it's just an eyeball glazing snooze fest. And uh, I'm picking it, unfortunately. You going for the Bucks, Jamel? Yeah, Bucks. If I had known we were keeping track of these picks, I never would have made joke picks. Bucks. Some of your joke picks may have paid off. Yeah, like one. Like I think I picked the Raiders and I was fucking around. Continue. Oh, that's right. You did. <laughs> that Monday night game. Okay, uh next up we got Seahawks at Dolphins. Uh I don't know how you play better than Russell Wilson is playing right now, unless your name is Patrick Mahomes, of course. Or Philip Rivers, are you still are you still or dying Phillip on Rivers MVP? Hill, you freak! Early in the season, Phil Rivers can certainly uh, make some noise, but Russ is on pace for seventy five passing touchdowns this season. I mean, that's just insane. I mean, it's still very impressive, but you know, everybody says it all the time. The way the rules are, it's like throwing TDs. It's just gonna. Keep, the number's going to keep going up, but he is also playing perfect. He's playing perfect. And then he would have had more if DK Metcalf didn't get caught at the one-yard line pulling a Leon Lett, just getting the ball smacked out. Yeah, he was just he was, he was was just kind of showboating it the last five yards, which made no sense because he was covered decently. I mean, he had the guy. He had a step on the guy. That's enough for DK Metcalf to score a touchdown, but not a walk-in slow down the last four yards kind of touch the dude didn't fall down he was still there it was a weird choice it was kind of a feeling himself move which i like for a guy who's on my fantasy team but uh you know get it to get make sure you hold on to that ball make sure you 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 quit the antics until you're past 
the white chalk line, please. Maybe I sound, do I sound like a fucking, like a dad? Like a I was going to say, yeah, I was thinking of who the analyst I was going to compare you to. I'm going to go coward, but uh, yeah, you sound like a dad a little bit. It's okay. Yeah, you do sports talk radio. You're just going to morph into that guy, whether you want to or not. On the other side, the Miami Dolphins, they got to win. They beat the Jags. Fitz magic, uncorked, out the bottle. How can you put the genie back in now that he's out? Can yeah. he beat the Seahawks? No, he can't. But I will do want to. I want to issue an apology to Ryan Fitzmagic. I apologize for doubting you in my three-team parlay this week, in which I was one game away from like three hundred bucks, and I chose to doubt you, sir, and I was wrong. I should have known the moment Gardner Mitchell tried to call you old because of your cool beard. The beard is the only cool thing about you. How dare he try to forsake that? Plus, I have the Dolphins uh, support the troops beanie. Why am I? Why would I go against what's already in my heart? I know that I am wrong, and I wish you all the best in your incum- in your incumbent six and ten season, sir. Fitzmagic needs that juice. He needs people doubting him. He needs people shitting on him. Gardner gave it to him. Russell will just tell him to bless himself for something. He'll just say, God loves you. <laughs> He'll lose all of his magic and uh, the Seahawks will lose. Although I do really think the Seahawks defense uh, kind of sucks. Did I say Seahawks? Will win? I, I meant the other way around. Seahawks will win, but Fitzy might rain some TDs on everybody just to make the game fun and entertaining to watch. Yeah. The Seahawks defense. Since, this week. Yeah. See, and with him, their defense wasn't that good. Only going to get worse. So I think we all like the Seahawks there. But a bit of Fitz intrigue. Maybe that game will be closer than we think. It is always hard for the West Coast team traveling all the way to Florida for that early start. Okay, we got next up Vikings at Texans. This is a one-sentence game. For me, this is like a playoff game because the loser's season's officially over. Well, they're going to – I mean, both of them might have – at least some big decisions to make. I guess when you're the Texans, if you get the one seed, you know, you might keep your quarterback and then you've got, uh, you know, a real crazy kind of stock market floor type situation going on where everybody wants a piece of your action. But there's a real choice to be made about Kirk Cousins, I think. I, you know, I, I'm just going to say it again. This guy uh, completely sucks and there's just no hope for him left he's a racist i think we've said it all so my one sentence is which fraud is less of a fraud is the the kirk cousins vikings team the lesser of the two frauds or is the bill o'brien texans but and deshaun watson but nobody else kind of debacle is that the least fraudulent i think they're both frauds but i like the texans a little bit more they played three of the best teams in the league to start the season. So I'm going to go Texans here. Sam, I think uh, even though I do believe Bill O'Brien is a fraud as a coach, I think there was a lot of talk early in the year about how he's got this amazing record. And, uh, yeah, their team is super whatever. Look, I lost a little ground on you guys picking the Chiefs to lose, which even I doubted at the time. 
Uh, so I'm going to try to pick that up right here and say the Vikings win. You know, I picked the Vikings last week against the Titans. I thought I was looking at that game all day and I was like, ooh, I'm going to gain some ground on these motherfuckers. And they blew it at the end. You can't trust Kirk Cousins, and I'm sorry you're going to have to this week. Um, all right, Saints at Lions. This is another one-sentence game. Two one-and-two teams. Surprising for the Saints, for sure. Why do we have any faith in Drew Brees? Why do we have any faith left in Drew Brees, I guess, is my one sentence. What has he shown? He can't complete a pass more than 10 yards down the field. That don't matter. They got a good defense. They got Alvin Kamara. That's another reason. I mean, I don't want to infringe on my one sentence here, but that fucking, that just screen pass out to the flat to him, takes it 40 yards. I mean, that was just such good football. It even got my wife, Natalie, interested in the game. It was actual. She was bored. She was doing me a favor, letting me watch Sunday Night Football. And he just got her to watch the the last quarter just to see if he was going to do some shit again. So my one sentence is dead, lost his job and he's drunk. The saints are pissed. They've got that. What's probably going to happen with the Ravens to the team thing going on. He's just going to slap him around. Like it's one of those domestic violence commercials from the late nineties. Yikes. Ooh. <laughs> uh, I'm going lions in this game. They have been competitive. They, had a, a first-half lead against the Packers in Lambeau. And I think, as we know, the Packers are a very good team. They blew a game to the fucking Bears week one where uh, Jamel's son, DeAndre Swift, dropped a pass in the end zone, and then they beat the Cardinals. The Lions have been competitive. The Saints' offense is what's worrying me. I'm going Lions in this game. I, too, am going Lions. Ooh, Danny just thinks he got a freebie right there. Let's go. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Browns at Cowboys. Uh, I don't know where to start here. Other than the Cowboys should be 0-3 and a complete garbage fire, but instead they're 1-2. They might actually have the worst defense in the league. Uh, and also, Dak is great. He puts up crazy stats, but there's still something off about him. He, he misses too many easy throws. He kills drives. Um, you know, he's... A lot better than the quarterback I root for. I'm not going to argue that, but there's, I don't think he's on the upper echelon of those kind of top-tier quarterbacks yet, or ever. I agree. I mean, they beat that Falcons team who is cursed. They're cursed and haunted. So, like, that comeback almost doesn't even count. Everybody's going to come back on the Falcons this year. They're going to lose 16 comeback games. Yeah. I, it's It's interesting that... You know, you've got a decent chance at winning this game if you're the Browns uh, because there's some there's some goofy shit going on on the other side. But the Cowboys I picked the last couple of weeks because I think that they're good. I think that they can be good. I know how, how much that pains you to hear, Hardigan, but they have the potential to be good when they're going toe-to-toe with the Seahawks and the Falcons and, you know, doing what they did. And I think, honestly... After watching the Browns game this week and watching all the commercials in between, I think Baker Mayfield is taking acting a little more seriously than quarterbacking. His ads have actually gotten better as far as the quality of his performances, and him as quarterback's just the same as it's always been. 
Well, you know, they, I mean, we gift wrapped him a dub this week, but at least he's putting a couple things together. Uh, the running game is just as solid as it was the week before. That looks super consistent. Uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys are in trouble. Yeah, I think they have the best one-two running back combo in the league. And they're like the last good argument for the the running backs matter people because I don't think running backs matter, but the Cleveland Browns are proving otherwise because uh, Baker Mayfield, I agree, is not really that effective of a quarterback. But with that, I don't know. You can't really stop their run game. They got some turnovers, and I know Haskins uh, has some other shit going on with him. But um, I'm going Running Browns in this better. game. I'm going Browns in this game. I should be three and zero picking against the the Cowboys so far this this year, and I'm just going to keep riding that. They're the same team as they've always been. What about them looks different than the Jason Garrett teams? Anything? Dan, they're just the same pieces of shit. Dan, Dan, what? running backs matter. Stop it. Don't they say don't. that. They do. I'm sorry. They, 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 don't. they don't matter to the Chiefs. They matter to everyone else. I'm saying, uh, take a look at the last couple Super Bowl winning teams. Tell me who their starting running backs were and how much they mattered. I mean, Damian Williams mattered in the regular season. Most he was great. He was yeah. great. Good. Yeah, work. he was. Not sure he was the most important part of that team. He mattered. <laughs> Next game. Yeah, uh, I like the Browns. Who do you like, Jamal? Brownies. Ooh, give me that yeah, getting... freebie because I'm going Cowboys. You oh got, my God! You got CD Lamb. That's what's different. CD Lamb. He is real. He's good. He's great. He's... There's a there's a fourth guy who emerged uh, this last week. I can't even remember his name. He scored Cedric like Wilson. Cedric Wilson scored a long touchdown. Had another couple long plays. He looked great. It just is the same old Cowboys to me. That's a cursed team as well. There's something wrong with them. Jerry's going to instill the fear of God into those boys. They're going to play their hearts out. <laughs> uh, Jags at Bengals. Uh, we got a one-sentence game. Here's my sentence. Joe Burrow is going to get his first win this week. Congratulations, Joe. I'm picking the Bengals. We finally agree. Because the AFC North has given me no choice but to be a fan of Joe Burrow and the Bengals. I th- Lamar's overhyped. Browns are the Browns. And I'm surprised they haven't done a Big Ben-type episode of Law & Order SVU because... They have. That being said, Thank I'm going Jags. Jags, Jags, Jags. That's me. The Jags are actively tanking. They, they, they threw us all off by winning week one on accident, but they are trying to lose. Look, I know. Look, I know all that. Look, I know all that. Look, I know all and that. And Gardner Minshew is trying to summon a major league-esque rebellion against the ownership and just trying to win games despite themselves. And I, I'm just not sure he's good enough to do that. I'm rooting for it, but yeah. Wow, guys. You know, 2020 has been a year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Hey, Danny, when's the last time you uh, shaved your testy cows? Oh, it was just this morning, thanks to Manscaped. Sick, dude. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. And you be having sex all the time, too, right? I got a wife, so yeah. See what I'm saying? He is legally getting sex. Hey, Dan, what do do you think about trimming scrotums? Uh, I'm not sure about it yet. Are there good products available? 
Well, what do you think about ceramic blades with skin-safe technology designed to reduce nicks and tugs on your fellas down below? Yo, I'm listening. Okay, well then I could tell you a little something about the lawnmower 3.0, and it's also waterproof, you bitch. It got a LED light on it. You can find your keys with this once you're done. And for you, for you real players, if any pimps are uh, listening to the program, the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, finger fingernail clippers, and medium grit nail file. These are things for people who are either involved in sex work or cocaine trafficking. And we welcome both on this program. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Hey, and you know what you need balls for, especially well-trimmed balls? You need them to make sports bets. Mm. 100%. The wait is finally over. Football is back. And you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline's going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to teams, players, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, championship futures, and whether or not Joe Biden has a chance right now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, moving on. Colts at Bears. We got Big Dick Nick versus Phil Rivers. I mean, this is just a conundrum for me. Two of my favorite players in the league. It's so good to have Big Dick Nick back. Welcome back, man. It's so good. What an amazing comeback. That guy threw five touchdowns in the second half. Only three of them counted, but he threw five. Yeah, I don't. he just does this a couple times a year. He's like a fucking groundhog or something. <laughs> you really, you sound like you kind of got Big Dicked. And you're just in the you're in the big dick afterglow, and it's been <laughs> and you got to move on. This guy's not your quarterback. He's yeah. floundered everywhere else he's gone, and you know he's not much better than Mitch Trubisky. It'll be fun to watch him. He had a great second half, but everybody does against the Falcons. I don't buy it. Look, it's like a, an ex that you amicably split up with. You're rooting for them the whole way. And then you see them flourishing in their second career after you guys have split it off. And you're like, that's great. I always knew that he could make it. And look at him go. Good for you, Nick Foles. I'm picking the Colts. <laughs> exactly. I'm picking the Colts too, man. Fuck this Bears nonsense. I am going with the Bears. Whoa. And because you guys believe in the Colts, there's something about this week I feel like I can just run away with this whole league if I do a couple of things right. And picking against Phillip Rivers is the easiest way to do that for me. It feels natural. And even though I don't believe in Nick Foles, I definitely don't believe in Phillip Rivers. Give me the Bears defense. Cardinals at Panthers. One sentence game. My sentence is the Cardinals are going to be okay. 
They just had their first wake-up call. It happens to young teams. That's okay. Period, yes. Uh, yeah, the, the Panthers beat a rookie. They will lose to a second-year dude now. Period. Cardinals. Yeah, it's annoying the Panthers weren't terrible. I just don't understand without McCaffrey how they can even function. How did that Chargers team play us tough and fold against them? That just makes me mad. I'm going Cardinals as well. All right, uh, next up, 1 p.m. games, getting into the afternoon. Giants at Rams. Is it too soon to fire Joe Judge? That's my sentence. My answer, absolutely not. Get that man out of town. Hire Joe Budden. Uh, I'll just say it's the Daniel Jones show without Saquon, and that show is a lot like the Magic Johnson show. Ooh. Or the, I was going to say Chevy Chase show, too, whichever you prefer. <laughs> Ooh, that Magic Johnson show. Oh, my God. You remember the week he had Howard Stern on, and it was the worst television show ever? Watch this on YouTube, people. Oh, it's so bad. It's so it's just a cringe. If you like watching things that make you feel violently uncomfortable, Google the Magic Hour featuring Howard Stern. Yeah. That whole show was like a bad Michael Scott episode of The Office. Yeah. A little off. Uh we all like the Rams in that game. Yep. Let's ram it. Mm-hmm. Let's ram it. Man, these two New York teams. So funny how bad they are. I don't know why it's funny, but it is. Um, okay, Bills at Raiders. Uh, Josh Allen, very good. He also can turn the ball over. The Bills are 3-0. They almost got came back on. They pulled it off at the end. You know, They had some help from a, a generous call, but they still won, and they deserve to win that game, I think. And uh, I'm sold on Josh Allen. I think the guy's great, and he's only getting better. Derek Carr, still ass. <laughs> yeah. he played all right over there in new england but that's all the same yeah it's just not going to get him over the hump especially against a top five <laughs> like the bills are Whoa. top five wow. bills with a good josh that's, allen let's go yeah that's fair i mean john brown had been unstoppable in their first couple games Dude hung up a zero, and they still put up damn near 40 points. Yeah. Singletary finally got off. Uh, They do have more weapons than you would think. It's not just Josh Allen. I mean, adding Steph Diggs was pretty big, and they kind of have some things that they can do. And their defense is probably the top three defense in the league. And they know Uh, how to find them tight ends. They know how to find their tight ends. I'm just trusting my gut on this, and I'm going Raiders. In this game, I, they are going to protect Allegiant Stadium and the the spirit of Al Davis. And weird shit happens in this league. And and Josh Allen on the road after a weird wonky game, I just like the Raiders to kind of just steal one. This is going to be a create a weird game. I agree. I'm the most pro Chucky guy on this podcast. I am confirmed, but. I'm going to step away just one week. I step away and I say Bills. Bills got to go 4 0 one time in their history. I mean, maybe I'm overstating it, but it feels <laughs> like, like an impossible hill to climb for them. And this is the team that's going to do it. And against the Raiders, give me a break. Those guys are ass all the way around. Let's not forget their defense is also ass. So 
You got ass on both sides of the ball. Their defense is terrible, and I think they got a few injuries going on. I just like Allen to kind of turn the ball over once or twice, and I think the Bills will still be a great team and make the playoffs and all that. But they're going to stumble at some point, and this is the week. Hey, you're uh, okay. Decision. And then we got Patriots at Chiefs. You had a statement game two weeks in a row, Danny. How many statements do the Chiefs need to make? Or do you think the statement's been made? I mean, we should just make this a one-sentence game because we've said it all. It's all been said. We're going to win. Although, let me give you this little tidbit. I had a decent feeling going into the Ravens game because, as you know, I play my Madden matchup all week, every week of the NFL season. So last week was all Chiefs-Ravens. And surprisingly, I was kicking the Ravens' ass every single simulated game. I wasn't simulating the games, but like the simulated Ravens defense, I was cutting through them. It was easy shit. I was winning these games by basically two touchdowns. So obviously I can tell the future and just played my first Chiefs-New England game last night, and it was a slog. We ended up kicking a field goal at the end to win it, so... This could be closer than normal, but I'm giving it to my boys who can't be stopped under any circumstances, the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to, I mean, watching the way that the Ravens kind of came out hot and then got tricked into trying to throw again and kind of got off their track just to come back again. I think the Patriots can do the same thing that the Ravens can more effectively. Yeah, I think Cam's a better passer overall. They will less turn weapons. Ball. Less of a runner. A little bit less of a runner, but he's stronger. Yeah, and they're going to try to run the ball in a traditional way instead of doing the option, instead of trying to do all the misdirection. We actually spaced the defense out a little bit like Tennessee did to mitigate some of that. Patriots will just jam it up your ass. So, I mean, I'm getting Sony Michelle in fantasy if I can. But, I mean, they're they're – Anybody who's tried to run the ball and win against us has failed. So Yeah, I've learned my lesson also. Like, I'm never betting against the Chiefs again. Yeah, why would we ever bet against the Chiefs? They haven't lost since last November, and they've only played consistently the best other teams in the league, and they always find a way to win. Danny, Dan, you were down 45 points to me? Let's include Sunday night. I was down, I think, 90-plus with two games, two players to go. Kamara puts up a 40. Man, shut up. Shut up. I'm talking about the Chiefs. We don't need the whole story. Okay, so we go into Monday night. Jamel and I are the two of the last undefeated teams in our league. It's a a high-stakes league. Jamel is winning by, I believe, 40-ish points? 40-plus. 40 Mahomes almost got that shit in the first half. He was one chess move away from throwing five touchdowns in the first half, yo. And the backbreaker was the offensive lineman TD. That yeah. we, we were at the one. It looked like maybe Hardigan was going to come up just short with a rushing touchdown, but then Andy Reid comes in. He has uh, ascended... He is a God-level play caller. He has a perfect quarterback with him. He has four outrageous wide receivers and a running back who is there. He's there, but he's getting me consistent points in fantasy. I mean, he's he's there, he's not there, but he's always doing something. He's always generating 
some kind of offense for me. That's there was that one drive at the end of the first half, like the the, the three and a half minute mark. He was like, "All right, we'll give him one. We'll give him one touch for twenty yards so and Danny, get back to business." Danny, no little voice in the back of your head that thinks Belichick can come up with some fuckery to ruin this game for you guys. This was the last voice. I think Bill Belichick is the last voice that could even speak to me about the Chiefs losing. And the red flag is there with the Madden game, but I, you know, we still won that. We're still going to win this. I doubted the Chiefs for the last time last week. I'm never, ever doing that again. I feel the feeling you're supposed to have when you're dominating. Here's another question. If they win this, is 16-0 on the table? You know, it's a long season. People get hurt. I mean, it's as on the table as it has been for other really good teams like the Vikings with Moss and, you know, those Broncos teams with Peyton and all the teams who, or even the Colts teams who almost went fucking. Yeah, they used to go 14-0 and and then sit their guys for the last two weeks. So, you know, it's as possible as with all those guys. You've got a great team, you know what you got, but shit happens. So I'm not going to say that. Okay. Okay. Well, we all like the Chiefs in that game. Let's go to the Sunday night primetime America's game of the week. Eagles at 49ers. Um, I want the statue of Doug Peterson taken down outside of the link. Once you're okay with tying a game, you don't get to have a statue anymore. Foles can stay. There's a statue of them about to call the Philly special. And we can just take Doug away. And it could just be Foles. Foles called the play anyway. I don't know if you've listened to the, the mic'd up of the Super Bowl, like I have 100-plus times. Foles comes up and suggests the play, and Doug Peterson just goes, okay. Doug Peterson might be – remember he was, like, going for it on fourth down in the Super Bowl and just this aggressive play caller? What the fuck happened? How can you be okay playing for a tie? I I can't. Stand for it. I'm disgusted. I'm hurt. I'm betrayed. I I don't know what to think anymore other than I'm just sheer disgust with this franchise. That being said, we gained ground on everybody in the NFC East this week. That's how bad it is. Dan, this division is terrible. These teams should stop playing on national television. These are 10 a.m., 1 p.m. East Coast games. These are not primetime games. Joe Buck should not be talking about the Cowboys ever again. It's over. This division is a trash bag. It's awful. We're in first place. The football team is in first place. And we, our quarterback, can't even make a second read. Look, people are hurting right now. You guys are hurting. I feel it. I understand it. I don't think you should make rash decisions. Anything can happen. First one to eight and eight wins this entire thing, and they're in the playoffs. And every year for the last three years, that's been the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm afraid we we don't have that choice this year, Danny. We can only go seven, eight, and one. And that might work. That might still work. I remember there was a season in the NFC South where a seven, eight, and one team ended up making the playoffs. It was disgusting. Everybody in America hated it. They despised and looked down on all of those teams, just like they do now with both of your teams. But, you know, it's still on the table for you. We could all still be hanging out in the fantasy world where COVID is gone. Biden's the president. 
We're in Las Vegas for the playoffs. We're watching on the big screen. One of your two teams playing on Wild Card Weekend. It still could happen. What Believe a dream. That'd be, that'd be so good. I'd It'll be that. the Cowboys. It'll be the Cowboys because guess what? The Niners are about to run right up y'all ass. Yeah, I mean, what Kyle Shanahan pulled off on Sunday, pretty awesome. I mean, they were without their starting quarterback, their top two running backs, their tight ends, their receivers. Their corners are gone. Their defensive ends are gone. Their best players aren't even in the stadium, and they just destroyed the Giants. I know the Giants are one of the worst teams in the league, but that was just an uncompetitive game, and the Niners had all backups playing. Yeah, give me those Niners. You actually just convinced me. I'm going Niners. You got the Eagles down? Crazy. For a you know what I'm doing. I'm going with the Eagles because there's the Eagles can't feel things unless they're, uh, their backs are against up in the wall. They need the Rocky storyline. They need all the bullshit. There's no reason to believe why they should win. But I've th- this reminds me of last year. We were, I think, one and three and went into a Thursday night game against the, the previously undefeated Packers and just – Won a game there, and uh, that, that's what I think is going to happen here. The Eagles will win by 50 points. And let's go to the Monday night game, Falcons at Packers. Is it worse to be a Falcons fan or a Jets slash Giants fan right now? Which would you rather do? Well, you live in Atlanta, so you have, like, Magic City. they got good wings. Uh, Atlanta, probably cooler to be. But... They're hex. They're they're done until everyone involved with this organization passes away. It seems impossible to lose in the way that they have the first three weeks of the season. It seems impossible. That is having a bad team is one thing. Having a bad team that you're tricked into thinking is good is another type of horror. And and I guess that's what's going on. But this game is interesting because either you get Devontae Adams potentially back or not, or you get Julio Jones potentially back or not. And that changes it. If, if one team has one of their guy has their guy back and the other team doesn't, that's a big lopsided swing in the game. So all things with both guys out or in all things else equal, I would say, give it to the Packers, but you know, the, uh, the Falcons could sneak one out here. I'm going with the Packers because I've been going with the Packers because this is the Aaron Rodgers fuck you season and it is getting off without a hitch. You are looking at the number one seed in the NFC for better or worse, Packers. I'm terrified of Aaron Rodgers at this point too. He's back. Uh, I saw the stat that they pulled up in the Sunday night game where it said he's thrown 370 touchdowns in his career. Only one of those has been to a first round pick. The team never helps him. He's got just all sorts of random characters aside. I know Devontae Adams is a fucking legit superstar, but, you know, it's just crazy how good this guy is. And it, it, I can't bet against him either. Danny, you seem to be on the fence about this one. Falcons or Packers? Give me the Packers simply because I made a lot of crazy moves in the other picks. I'm going to even everything out, join you guys on the Packers bandwagon. And I love Aaron Jones. Guy's just amazing. He's my workhorse in our league. He's going to win me this entire thing. Very possible. Fantastic running back, wouldn't you say, Danny? Does help. Not bad at all. 
You've got mail. Okay, let's move on to this week's mailbag. The mail continues to pile. We continue to reach for it, and we continue to read it. Thanks for sending in the mail. Danny, we're going to have you grab something because I see a piece close to you. Grab an envelope. Sure, yeah. Actually, I'm going to move that piece aside and go to the bottom of the bag. Pull this one out. All right. Hey, guys. Big fan of the show. My name is Julian Edelman. I'm a <laughs> lawyer. You like that, Jamel? Ooh. Little nod to the Jamel move. Uh, I'm a lawyer in Florida representing former Trump campaign manager Brad Parscale. You probably heard about his incident the other day where he had a standoff with the cops after beating his wife and holding a gun to his head. As usual, the news media got it wrong. The truth is that my client was just suffering from the effects of Minshew mania. He got too excited about Gardner Minshew this week, and upon watching him lose to Harvard elite Ryan Fitzpatrick in a red Florida versus blue Florida battle, is enough to make any man get drunk, assault his spouse, and barricade himself in his house holding one of his 10 guns to his head. Sure, sure. Thankfully, police did not shoot him like they would have any black or Hispanic person, and instead calmly reminded him that the Bengals game is totally winnable and the division is very much in play at 2-2. Two and two. He is now doing just fine, and this should clear up our position on the matter. Signed, Julian Edelman, Esquire. Wow. <laughs> this, I forgot big. how dangerous Minshew Mania could potentially be. I mean, the, the effects of it are far-reaching in the state of Florida, it's clear. And by the way, if, anybody, if anybody's pissed off that we can't make fun of this guy, that suicide's an issue, like, yeah, absolutely it is. But fuck this guy. He, he, fucking, he tried to get the guy reelected who killed 200,000 people. That guy can get fucked forever. Yeah, yeah. He feels that way because he is devoid of any good inside of himself. That's right. Anybody who is that who is weak enough to go for Trump is weak enough to follow the uh the Minshew Mania bandwagon also. The Jamel, only person, you have a letter. Let me just say real quick, the only person rocking with Trump that I don't hate is the African lady from the new Trump ad. She's just trying to help her family. Uh, the one going around with the, the, the voters. She seemed yeah. coerced. It seemed like she was yeah. coerced. Look, she's trying. She's, you know, there's a lot going on over there. Look at her uh, eyes. They're floating. Mm. This letter, uh, it's it's a letter. It feels kind of hard. It's from the uh, the estate of Juicy J, but it's just a floppy disk. Um, I got an old HP, so I'm going to throw it in right now. Okay. Give me one second. Give me one second. And hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, it's uh, Coach Mike Vrabel. Uh, just wanted to check in with you guys. Hope it makes it to the show in time. Uh, we got the news that uh, everybody's dealing with a little flu bug on the roster. So we flew back to Memphis and we're here at uh, Juicy J's house. Uh, everything's fine with us. Um, Excited to be 3-0 and right now. Uh, we're dealing with this COVID thing, one test at a time, one game at a time. Uh, we're getting ready for the Steelers mentally right now. Um, uh, the next game we play will probably won't be until after Halloween, but when we play after Halloween, it will be Titans football as expected. Uh, I'm pretty sure I don't have it because I'm currently having a heart attack, and I hear that is not a symptom 
of COVID. So uh, that you know, keep keep me in your prayers, guys. I uh, love the show. <laughs> we love you, Coach. Is Juicy J gonna get COVID now? I mean, look, I think Juicy J had it early. I think Juicy J has the antibodies, so that's why they went there. That's smart. Still trying to figure out the floppy disk part. Part of the equation, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, maybe Juicy J is dealing with like an old setup. They're recording with like real player or something. Okay, I have a letter here. It's from Kirk Cousins. Uh, it reads, "I'd like to come clean. I'm the person responsible for the COVID outbreak in the NFL. My dad and my wife have been praying together without me on the situation. They've been." They've become extremely close this season, and come to think of it, they've been spending a ton of time together and haven't been answering my calls. Okay, I think I got to go figure some stuff out. Signed, Kirk Cousins. Ouch. Whoa. Kirk Cousins' dad is fucking Kirk Cousins' wife? It's strange, because it seems like that's what he's alluding to, but he also confessed that he spread the coronavirus throughout the NFL, which he did earlier say... If I die, I die. So we know he's not wearing a mask. And maybe his uh, outlook on this is if they fuck, they fuck. It's just my wife and my dad. What's the problem? Just big shitting on Kirk Cousins Day on the show. And I think it's- Here's what I don't understand about Kirk Cousins. He won't take his wedding ring off, but he also won't wear a mask. Come on, man. Danny, you got any final thoughts this week? I got, I got one. Uh, I just want to say congratulations to Steven Goskowski, big comeback this week, six field goals after we left him for dead in week one. We fucking wrote that guy off. We said he wouldn't even get on the plane. Not only did he get on the plane, he got his mojo back. He's kicking field goals. I think he changed his socks. That was the story. Something happened. It's just, it's a great story. Proof that no one is truly dead in this league except for Colin Kaepernick. (sighs) Uh, Jamal, you got any final thoughts? Uh, I think this was supposed to be my final thought last week, but um, it seems Deion Sanders has landed a head coaching job at Historically Black College, Jackson State University. Uh, not a good football program, but a great opportunity for Deion. I uh, hope he does well. And I, at the very least, I hope he becomes the best dressed HBCU coach, uh, but he's got tough competition. Uh, a former coach at Bethune Cookman used to dress like he was in Frankie Beverly and Mays. We're talking open silk shirts, uh, gold chain out, uh, beeper on a holster. So uh, he's got a lot of competition, but I believe in Dion in many areas. Terrell Owens also on that coaching staff. Nuts. Crazy. We're going to be rooting for Dion. Uh, sorry, we love football. Very pro Deion Sanders. Okay, my final thought of the season is the season might be dangling by a thread. A few more of these positive tests, and we're gonna go full shutdown. And I don't, I don't think any of us want that. We don't want to cover a league that's like that. But if it happens, maybe we should be ready to just go ahead and do a full basketball route where we create a bubble grab the best eight teams, and just let the season play out that way and do a mini playoff and just cut to the chase. I don't want this to happen, but we already know who the good teams are. 
it seems clearer than earlier than ever who's good and who sucks. I don't need 12 more games to find out if the Jags are going to win the South. Football's dangling by a thread. That's my final thought. Dark, man. Fair enough. Yeah. It's dark. Uh, and I'm sorry that I said that, and I'm sorry that we do this show. I am sorry for enjoying the sport of American football. We're sorry we're doing another podcast about football, but this one's pretty good. But sorry. I agree. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs>